You guys, I am so excited about today's episode. We are going into a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and it's an introduction to integrative care. What does it look like working with a naturopathic doctor? What can you expect? It just removes all of the mystery and fear around it, and I know that you are going to find it incredibly helpful. So we're just going to get right to it. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. Dr. Stone, thank you so much for joining the Road to Living Whole podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Yay. No, thanks for having me. You know, I love, you know, spreading the word about naturopathic medicine and everything we do. So really thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. You were actually the very first doctor that I partnered with like way back in the day, like eight or nine years ago when we were both brand new baby health coach, (laughs) you were a baby naturopathic doctor. And in that time, like we, we referred patients to each other. We taught workshops together. You really mentored me on autoimmune disease and root cause medicine and all of this. And I absolutely love your approach to patient care. Uh, I think your bedside manner is amazing in the way that you explain things in layman's terms. And I'm just absolutely thrilled to share your expertise with people today. Can you tell us more about yourself, your credentials, where you're located and your specialty at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe it's been like eight, eight or nine years. It's been quite a ride since then. But yeah, so I am a naturopathic medical doctor. Now, a lot of people would ter- use the term either ND or NMD. So either naturopathic doctor, or naturopathic medical doctor, relatively the same thing. It's more just about what state you're in and what terms you can use, but that's essentially what I do. But I, my primary practice is here in Tempe, Arizona. So same state as you. So lots of sunshine. Well, not so much today, but generally, um, now I am working on putting together some group coaching. So I'll be more available to people in other States, but not quite there yet. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at, what I do. Uh, the focus of my practice is actually thyroid hormone and adrenal issues because those things just come together. And I think when we first met, I know when we first met, I always thought that I was going to be like the diabetes doctor. That's what I loved to do. Or I thought I loved to do (laughs) until I actually started practicing. I was like, Oh, one, that's not what's coming in my door. Uh, and two, I don't really love it that much. So at least I have all that knowledge is still very helpful, but yeah, thyroid hormones and adrenals, that is my bread and butter. And that's what I love to work with. So most of my patients are women, uh, but I definitely see men as well. You know, once their wives talk them into coming in, (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth? Um, thank you so much for sharing that today. Um, we're going to talk about and it's going to be an introductive to integrative care. And I think it's really important that we define what that means. As I was saying, like when I Googled it, like what it is and how it's being defined are completely different. So I think it's really important that we talk about that. And I found this definition that I love. So I'm just going to share it right now. It says integrative health, which is also called holistic or complementary medicine is a comprehensive holistic approach to healthcare and well-being. 
According to the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine, the field of integrative health and medicine reaffirms the importance of the relationship between the practitioner and the patient, focuses on the whole person, is informed by evidence, and makes use of all appropriate therapeutic approaches, healthcare professionals, and professionals to achieve optimal health and healing. That's a great definition. Isn't it? I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like the most perfectly worded thing ever. Cause that's exactly what it is. And when it comes to chronic disease, we truly do have to look at the whole person. Typically in mainstream medicine, it's a body part or body system and that's it. Nothing else is taken into account and that's where it fails. And yeah. what I love about naturopathic doctors is the fact that the whole person, and it's a really multifaceted approach, and we're going to dive into that deep today. And so, because really all the body is connected there, it's not isolated. Um, and so we're going to talk about what that looks like, how that's going to benefit their health and help them in regaining their health when they're suffering from chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question is, mm-hmm. um, that I think I would love to have you answer is naturopathic doctors, not only attend medical school, which most people don't know that they actually do, but they also have an additional several, several hundred hours of training in nutrition and homeopathic medicine. So can you share with us more about the training that naturopathic doctors actually have? Cause I think there's a lot of misconceptions there. Yes. Tons of misconceptions. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked, like, one, are you a real doctor? Um, <laughs> and yeah, which always cracks me up. I'm like, yes, actually. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions about what our training looks like. So, you know, when you come into med school, of course, you have to meet all those undergraduate criteria. So I was lucky in that I had a bachelor's in biology because I always knew I wanted to go into medicine. I didn't know what type of medicine until, you know, kind of midway through college, but I already had a bachelor's in biology, but a lot of people people in naturopathic medicine from come from different, lots of different walks of lives. So they have to sometimes go back and get some of those extra credentials to actually get into med school. Now the, the programs now, at least, so I went to Southwest college of naturopathic medicine here in Tempe. The program has definitely changed since I've been in there. I graduated in 2011, so it looks a lot different now. Um, But, you know, we still cover all the same things. So when I was in school, the first two years were all of your didactic courses. So we learned, of course, anatomy and physiology, um, biochemistry. We learned um, pharmacology, all of those things. So all your basic sciences. So that was the first two years. And then you have to take your basic science boards, which luckily that one's only one day. So we get away with one day of testing on that. And then we moved into our clinical training. What's different now, I believe at SCNM is they start their clinical training earlier, which I'm super jealous because that's all we wanted to do, right? We wanted to put our hands on people. We wanted to listen to stuff, touch stuff. Uh, So it's a little bit different now, but for us, we got into clinic after the first two years and passing our boards. And from there, it's kind of your didactic classes start to wind down and you're doing more of the hands-on stuff. And so, you know, the other things that we learn that are different from a conventional doctor is like you mentioned, we're doing like 200 plus hours in nutrition, which is huge. Uh, We learn botanical medicine. We learn acupuncture or oriental medicine. Uh, We learn physical medicine. So, you know, doing adjustments. Now I don't practice those, but we learn them and I know the basics of them and I know how to assess the spine so I can refer someone, you know, out if I need to. Um, I don't know if I mentioned homeopathy, but definitely homeopathy, hydrotherapy, environmental medicine, 
I mean, we do minor surgery, all of those things. So after your second two years, or sorry, yeah, after your first two years, then you go into clinic, you start to learn how to actually utilize all this stuff. And what I always tell people is medical school, whether you're a naturopathic doctor or medical doctor, you're really just learning how to not kill people. (laughs) (laughs) After you graduate is really when the magic starts to happen and you learn how to really help people. But until then, you're just learning how to not really hurt someone. And so after your second two years, that's when you take your clinical boards, which is I think like three days of testing. So that one's a little bit more grueling. Um, but yeah, and then after that, you have the option of doing a preceptorship or doing a residency or internship. So it, with MDs, that's a requirement for them. It is not for us. And so I did do a little post uh, med school training. I think it was maybe like six months to a year, um, but that was just my choice. So not everyone has to do that. And they do have some available at the school and some more advanced training there as well that you can do. That's awesome. Like I love, yeah. I believe, like, I, I remember reading that, you know, mainstream or allopathic medicine get, I think it was like 30 minutes of nutrition. <sighs> like, and, <what? laughs> and so you getting like 200 <sighs> hours, that was me as a health yep. coach. So like a lot of naturopathic doctors can do health coaching. Um, but what you ran into and what we found and what I found with the doctors that I partner with is they don't have the time to be able to do the follow-up that coaching requires. Um, but 100%. I absolutely, and I love that you are actually able to take advantage of all therapeutics out there. It's not just one, it's not just pills or slice and dice. Like there's a broad range of therapeutics and nutrition and all of that is just part of it. Yeah. And that's, what's beautiful about naturopathic medicine is when somebody comes to me, I lay out all the options for them. I say, here's the medications you can take, or we can try herbs. We can try acupuncture. And I I lay it out for them and let them choose whatever's resonating with them. Right. And then if that doesn't work, we move on and we try something else. So it really is kind of a cool and beautiful thing. Yeah. And I love that you give people the choice. A lot of times people want the least invasive, but mm-hmm. sometimes you need something to hear. now, like if somebody is in a, an acute flare up of their autoimmune disease, you can give them the pharmaceuticals to help get that under control while also letting them know the other things that can help the other modalities yes. that can help along the way. And then once the flare is under control, we can move to another layer of yep. regaining health at that time. Exactly. So when someone is considering exploring integrative care, hiring a naturopathic doctor, where do they begin? What steps should they take? That's a great question because I think a lot of people feel lost when it comes to that. They're like, okay, I don't really, you know, like how things are going with my current physician, but I don't even know where to go. And I think part of the difficulty is that we're not licensed in every single state. So if you go to Ohio, a naturopathic doctor in Ohio is practicing very differently than a naturopathic doctor in Arizona in terms of, you know, our baseline stuff is all the same, but in terms of what we can offer. So I think it's important to understand that it's not going to be the same across the board. So if, if somebody comes to me and they have a thyroid disorder, well then, you know, I know that I can prescribe prescription medication, you know, I can give them level thyroxine or MP thyroid or whatever I want to give them. But if you're in Ohio, they can't do that. Right. So it does vary by state. So it's important for people to understand what's available in their state. And our 
Um, the AANP, which is our governing body, not our governing body, but it's like kind of our overarching group for physicians. They have a link on their website where you can find different doctors in your area and kind of figure out, okay, what, what's available in each state. So that's kind of the first piece is figuring out, well, what's actually available to me and what can they offer me? Right. If I'm looking for someone to do med management, that's not going to happen in Ohio, but here in Arizona, I can. So understanding a little bit about what you want is helpful. Um, And on that same token is really what are you what are you looking for? Right. Because that's going to change who you see. And so let's say, you know, for me in my practice, I always do a discovery call, what I call a discovery call. So I can talk to someone and say, okay, what, what issues are you looking for help with and make sure that we're a good fit. If somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, I have, you know, stage four prostate cancer. That's not my jam. That's not what I do. doesn't mean I couldn't help in some way, but I'm not going to be the best practitioner for you. So it does take on the patients or the person's end takes a little bit of work for them understanding that we don't all, even though we're all niche method doctors, we don't all focus in the certain same area. So they've got to look for what, you know, someone that's going to be able to do what they want. I love that. um, Let me interrupt you for a second. I love that you talk about that because I have never done a meet and greet with an allopathic doctor. You kind of like get referred to them. They're accepting patients and it's a man or a woman and you kind of just go and hope for the best. Like the fact that you are willing to, and most naturopathic doctors, I feel like all that I've partnered with, um, do this where like, there's a 15 minute meet and greet because they do like not, not every doctor knows everything and they all have different interests and specialties, right? Like you thought you were going to go into diabetic uh, management yeah. and then you're in hormones, which plays a role in that. But for the most part, that's not the root cause or something that you want to do. But there yep. are other doctors who do, right? Yeah. So the fact is that you can, I mean, it takes time on the patient's part, but the fact that they can call around and ask and get informed before they make a choice and spend money is like huge. Yeah. And I actually think it's unethical not to do that. Right. And if I'm going to be taking somebody's hard earned dollars, I want to make sure that I am able to serve them in the best way possible. So to me, it's unethical to take on a patient that I don't think that I'm a good fit for. So it really does matter. Um, And then the other piece is looking for credentials. So kind of going back to this licensed versus unlicensed state. In some unlicensed state, you have what are called lay naturopaths, which are not naturopathic doctors. And they're not, I'm not saying one is good, one is bad, one is better, one is worse. Everybody has their place and everyone's just trying to help people, but there is a difference in our training. And so I think it's important to find people who are credentialed in the way that you want them to be credentialed. That doesn't mean you don't see a naturopath. They have a ton of stuff to offer. But if you're looking for someone who's done the work that we've done in terms of med school, you know, four years, you know, has a training that we have, then it's important to know what you're looking for there. Yeah. I think that's important too. In Arizona, you guys are recognized as medical doctors and in some States you're not. And then Um, it's kind of like health coaches. Like we have different, like there's, I'm credentialed and I went to in-depth training and then there's people who sell powders and products, you know, and it's, so it's that same type of thing that, yeah, like doing some homework, but it pays off because then you're going to get the help that you actually need and desire. And the fact is that, yeah, we all do have our place. Um, but knowing what to look for, I think is huge. And that's what I'm so glad we're talking about today. I kind of want to tease more into like, okay, we've hired you. So normally you go to the doctor 
if it's a specialist, you're looking at maybe 30 minutes and then maybe some, maybe some more extensive blood work. And in the naturopathic world, it's completely different. So I want to talk about that. What does a first visit look like? And also maybe let's talk about the standard tests that a naturopathic doctor will run, why they're necessary and what they show that current blood work that they might bring to you. That's like one or two pages long, um, is that is not going to show you that you actually need to know. Yeah. So like you mentioned, it's very different. A lot of people are surprised when they come to a naturopathic doctor because our care is just drastically different. So first visit for me is going to be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. I really feel that you need that much time to understand somebody's history. If you're going to get at the root cause of their disease, I need to understand how did it start? Where did this go? Because if you go back in their history, you can usually say, oh, there was this event that happened. And from there on out is when things started to go downhill. And that's how you know what you need to treat or what you need to test for. And so we spend a lot of time together and we do a full physical exam. It's it's really interesting to me. I had just last week, I think a patient tell me that they have never had anyone do a physical exam the way that I've done it. And they've seen specialists and other primary cares. And to me, like, yeah, I love the information. I love all the history stuff, but I got to put my hands on people. I need to feel your thyroid. Like I need to listen to your belly and touch your belly. I've sent people to gastroenterologists for literally stomach issues and stomach pains, and nobody put their hands on their belly. So really all those little things are important. And then I might be doing little extra things like I'm going to take your Chinese pulses and I'm going to look at your tongue and see what that tells me because we do tongue analysis and Chinese medicine. So there's all these little components that are just different. So we spend a ton of time together. And then once I have their history, that's when we start talking about, okay, what kind of assessment needs to be done? More, more often than not, somebody's going to need at least some basic, you know, baseline labs. Every once in a while, I'm able to start with what they've brought in, and then we can kind of do stuff later on. But, you know, same things that we run that would be similar to most primary care physicians would be like a complete blood count, which looks at red blood cells, white blood cells, a metabolic panel, which is your glucose levels, kidney function, liver function, electrolytes, cholesterol panel. And that's oftentimes maybe a TSH I'll get from a primary care doc, right? So those are usually like the only things that they'll run. So for me, and obviously I think everyone's baseline labs are going to look a little bit different depending on what their focus is. So I'm thyroid hormone adrenals. So mine are going to kind of reflect that, but of course I'm going to do a full thyroid panel, TSH, free T3, free T4, thyroid antibodies, right? As long as it's indicated and that's what we're looking for. So I'm going to check those and check out iron panel. It is amazing to me how many primary care physicians don't run iron panels in women. They think that if you're iron deficient, oh, it'll show up on the CBC, right? We'll see that they're anemic, red blood cells. I've seen people with, with iron levels of like 20 and their red blood cells look totally fine. Their hemoglobin's fine. Their hematocrit's fine. So I always run an iron panel on top of that. I'm usually going to look at ferritin if it's women. So ferritin is your storage iron. And a lot of primary care docs don't even look at that. And it has to be that, that kind of brings me to another point is like for us, it's not only the labs we run, it's how we interpret them. So ferritin has this huge reference range. I think those are like five to like 200 something, right? So I have particular reference ranges that I'm looking for, for certain people, different times of life, right? So finding optimal levels matter. I'm usually going to check 
some basic vitamins, depending on the person. Like I, I frequently run B12 and folate, frequently run vitamin D. Um, vitamin D is one of those tests that insurance for years has not covered. <laughs> the only time they cover it is like is if you have osteoporosis. So basically they wait until you have a disease before they're going to cover the test. And that's just not logical to me, but that's okay. Vitamin D is actually a really cheap cash test. So we just do it cash usually. Some other things that I might run. So if I'm looking at hormones, I'm going to be looking at progesterone and estrogen, maybe testosterone, maybe FSH and LH. Might look at DHEA, right? Look at some of the precursors there. And again, interpretation here matters. I've had OBGYNs or other doctors that run hormones and they tell the patients everything looks fine. I look at them like, what? This is so out of whack. <laughs> like This is not even close to normal. So interpretation matters. Um, some other things that I'll look at, like um, high sensitivity C-reactive protein or even just a basic C-reactive protein. So those are inflammatory markers, two different types. One's more cardiovascular, um, more directed towards cardiovascular health versus generalized inflammation. So especially with a lot of autoimmune disorders, that's something that we have to look at. And then one thing that I've done for quite a few years now is really dig into cholesterol panels with folks. So a lipid panel, people don't realize it is so basic and really doesn't give you a lot of data. So I'm often doing like a lipid fractionation or looking at apolipoproteins. So I feel like I go up, go on forever on that, but yeah, yeah. so there's, <laughs> there's tons of labs there. Um, and then I, you have, oh yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I just like, I'm thinking back to when I was a new health coach and I partnered with you. And so I was literally consulting with you before meeting with your patients and you were yeah. explaining, cause I wanted to make sure they understood their labs because they, you get overwhelmed. That's a lot yes. of information. Yes. Um, and we'll kind of go into what the follow-up looks like after all these labs are done, but I would go in with you and I learned about all of these things. And then I work with people who don't work with naturopathic doctors and they have no answers. Yeah. And so I, I love, and I feel like everything you're saying is still pretty basic. Like I said, I work with a lot and what you're all all these things, like the, even the inflammation markers, the cardiovascular and the general, like, I feel like those are really standard, even the the thyroid panel, you know, I, I feel like for the most part, by the time people see naturopathic doctors, it's not preventative, it's reactionary and they've kind of exhausted everything. And so they're trying the last ditch effort. And always the goal is that we become the first line versus the last. Right. Yep. And that's the whole point of education. But, um, I just wanted to say like that education is priceless and it's a lot of information. Um, but once you understand it and you see the value of testing, it's like a complete game changer for move everything moving forward when it comes to taking care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, those are really just, to me, those are basic. Those are basic. And so sometimes we have to go beyond that, right? And look at some more specialty tests, whether that's GI tests that we're going to do, you know, stool tests that we want to do to look for different parasites and um, gut dysbiosis and those types of things. Or if we, you know, there's different ways of testing adrenal function, but my gold standard that I love is the salivary cortisol. And so that's an out-of-pocket cost, not covered by insurance. So, you know, if we need to run that, or if I feel like it's really going to be helpful in terms of my treatment, I definitely have people run that. So there's, there's tests beyond that for sure, uh, that we can run lots of specialty tests available, food sensitivity testing, all sorts of stuff. That, that one's my favorite. 
it is. It is. And honestly, it's interesting. I've, I've gone back and forth about food sensitivity testing because that, you know, the data is kind of interesting. Like there's been people who have sent samples to different companies and they've gotten different results and Right. But at the end of the day, I still feel that it helps my patients. And so if something is still helping my patients and I feel like the data is fairly good, then that's what I do. And if it gives somebody, you know, I could tell someone all day, hey, you need to stop eating gluten or you need to stop eating dairy because I feel like it's creating inflammation. They're only going to listen to me so much. But if I give them a piece of paper <laughs> that yes. tells them, look at your reaction, then it's it's much more, much easier for them to make those changes because it's, it's solid information. So yeah. I still find them to be very helpful. And that goes back to the evidence-based approach to yes. caring for patients. Like you can't treat what you don't know. And yeah. one thing I always admire about naturopathic doctors, and I've, I've worked in your office and I've worked in several other offices and I feel like the labs are coming and educating on a regular basis. It's like monthly oh, yeah. in some offices and it's like the different labs because typically you have like two or three that you like. And so they're coming constantly and saying, Hey, we have this new test. Hey, we noticed you're running a lot of this. We want to make sure you understand how to interpret it. And then most of these labs that are cash pay have doctors and scientists on staff that can explain things. So if you're looking at something and you haven't seen it before, you can call and say, Hey, like this looks off to me and I don't understand why. And they can tell you if it is and what that looks like which is really great. So that kind of leads into, okay, people are used to insurance paying for everything. You pay a (laughs) monthly premium and then you're only paying like so much out of pocket. And so sometimes the thought of spending money on tests is like, people are like, well, I don't, I don't have the money for that. Right. Um, but there are some tests that you can get covered, um, depending again on the state that you're in and all of that. So, you know, in, we, we've already said insurance doesn't always cover these tests. Um, why would you, obviously you're still going to run them. You've explained why you feel like they're important. What I, there's always a range, but what mm-hmm. type of cost can people typically expect when they're running like all these extensive labs? And then we'll talk yeah. about, um, why the benefit of that is next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And you're right. It, it's really hard to say, okay, this is exactly what people spend because every case is different, but I would say out-of-pocket costs for labs, you know, for a comprehensive case, right. Where somebody's got, you know, quite a bit going on hundred and maybe 200 bucks to get started. Now, sometimes what I'll do is say, okay, here's what I think the biggest issue is. This is because oftentimes when you're treating people, I'm not going to fix all these different systems at once. They all work together anyway. So I find, okay, what's the big factor here and start working on that first. So we might run, let's say a cortisol, you know, salivary cortisol first, get that information, start working on some things. And then maybe a couple months later, a few months later, then we might take a look. Hey, if we're not progressing the way that I expect now let's run a GI test. Now let's look at the stool test. So I'm always, this is just the nature of me is I always try to meet people where they're at. And so I'll say, okay, if I had, I would say, here's my wish list. Here's all the things that I would love for you to do. What can you do? Right. And let's make a plan to get the most important stuff done first, if it's out of your price range. So even though the stuff, some of it can cost a lot, I try to make it feasible and affordable and doable for folks. I love that. I love that. So, um, you know, people, um, they come to naturopathic doc care, they see the first visit, then they have the labs. And then typically you're not going to just call them and say like, here are your lab results. It requires a second visit. 
And typically Mm -hmm. this is maybe as long or longer than the first visit. Can you, and this really throws people off, right? Again, it's cash pay. So Mm -hmm. there's a cost in that. And I know that how valuable it is, but I think our listeners need to know just why that second visit being so in depth with all this extensive testing requires a second visit. Cause it's not just the labs, it's in the treatment plan. So let's, let's introduce them to that. Yeah. And I'll tell you my patients, I get such good feedback on this because they appreciate it so much because how many times in primary care are they told, well, no news is good news. If you don't hear from us, everything is normal. Like even my OBGYN said that I was like, no, send me the freaking results. I want to see them. Like, what's up with that? I'm the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't get that. Like you can say whatever you want, but I can't tell you how many times I've had patients be told that their labs are normal. And then we get them back and there's all these flags. And sometimes the flag means something and sometimes it doesn't, but you should explain that to them. So yeah, the, the second visit now, since, you know, pandemic and all these things going on, it doesn't always happen in office, but it's definitely an extensive visit. So it may still be virtual, um, or, you know, via telemed, but yeah, it's, it's a big visit. And, For me, when we go through everything, I also give them a write-up afterwards and say, okay, here's a summary of what we went through because I know this is half of it's going over your head because it's a lot of information. So that way they have a sheet that they can look at and say, okay, oh, what, what did she say about my hormones, right? Oh, here it is right here. What are we doing for that? Oh, it's right here on your treatment plan. So yeah, we spend pretty good chunk of time going through all those labs. And I don't just explain abnormal labs. I explain their normal labs right? This is what I was looking for. Hey, this thing's a little bit borderline. We might want to keep an eye on it. And here's what might be the cause of that. And so I literally, if I'm doing it virtually, they'll have a copy of their labs ahead of time so that they can go through it piece by piece with me. So that way, if they're at home, they can make their own notes on it. If they're here in office, I have notes already down for them on their sheet so they can see what I'm talking about. But we spend a ton of time because if people understand why their labs are abnormal, and then also understand how we're going to correct that, then they're more likely to actually follow through. If a doctor says, hey, your cholesterol's high, I don't know, do diet and lifestyle for a few months and then come back. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like there's, there's so many different ways of doing that. And so it really takes a lot of time to not only explain what the results are, but to explain what we're going to do about it and what the expectations are. A lot of people don't know what the expectations are. So yes. if I'm trying to work on someone's hormones or adrenals, I tell them it's not going to be a month long thing. And then you're like hundred percent. No, this stuff takes several months. So I give them an expectation. And Hey, if by three months or, you know, whatever the time frame is, if I'm not seeing what I want to see, then we're missing the mark. And we need to come back to the drawing board and figure out what we're doing wrong. So there's a lot of talk about what the expectations are. And then usually after that, I always tell people, you're going to have a lot more visits in the beginning so that we can figure out what path your body needs. Right. And sometimes it takes a little bit of trial and error until you figure out what, what somebody works well with. But as they get better, then we start to spread those out. And it's more of like a maintenance thing. So I have a lot of people who are just what I call my maintenance patients, where I see them maybe every four months or every six months, and they're just kind of doing their thing, working their program. And if they, you know, have a, let's say a cold or something come, come on, then they'll come in sooner. But, you know, I have a lot of people who just move towards that maintenance program, but it's a lot more work up front for sure. Yeah. So (laughs) I remember, and we joke about this all the time, like in 
allopathic medicine, the cost up front is very little, but it grows over time because you don't get better. And then in naturopathic or holistic medicine, we're a regular pyramid where the upfront investment is a lot, but then we work ourselves out of a job. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's basically the yearly well check. And if you're sick, Hey, I need, you know, some supplements or if a, if a doctor does IV therapy, they get an IV and then you know, they're better. And then it's their labs and like, Oh, Hey, I'm kind of, I went into a flare, but I did what you told me and it went away. So I didn't even ask for medication, but I thought you should know it's in your chart, you know? So because they're empowered. So in the second visit, they're spending a significant amount of time going through these labs, knowing what's normal, what's not, what's borderline, why, what could be impacting that. And, but then you give them a treatment plan and a treatment plan is the course of action you want them to take. Sometimes that will be a nutrition plan. And if they're struggling, then you refer them to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also maybe supplements. It's some lifestyle like stress management and get some sleep because adrenal and hormones, like you yep. need sleep and you got to like get some meditation in your life, uh, <laughs> exercise, you know, it's really a holistic, it's not just ver- instead of like, and it might include pharmaceuticals. along with nutraceuticals. Um, so I almost think of it like a pie and it's like, Mm -hmm. how much of what do we need? And then what is it going to look like in, in six weeks and in three months? And like, cause it's going to change. Like the the pharmaceuticals might be temporary or the dose might be temporary and then it goes down or it goes up. And that same goes for nutraceuticals. Typically they might need more in the beginning if their micronutrients are really off and they're significantly deficient in some, and then they're not going to stay on that forever. And that's why the maintenance care and scenes is so important, but eventually you get stable and then, you know, you're actually getting well. And that's the goal. Yes. That's so important. Yeah. I always joke about, oh yeah, I'm not going to have any business, but you know, unfortunately (laughs) our, our world is pretty sick. So I've got my work cut out for me and, and the maintenance pieces is, or the follow-up piece, especially in the beginning is so important. A lot of my, my thyroid folks, for example, they'll be put on a thyroid medication and they don't see their doctor for six months. I literally talk to them two weeks later. How are you feeling? Is anything changing? What's going on? And that way, if I feel like I need to make a medication change or dosage change. I can do it right then and there and then get them stabilized, get them feeling good. And then we retest their levels and make sure that their levels are reflecting how they're feeling. Yeah. So So I have a story about that. I recently met, I had a consult with someone and, um, they were telling me how they were put on, um, like an, an adrenal support medicine and DHEA and it caused like panic attacks and anxiety (sighs) And they called their doctor and they didn't follow up with them. And like this patient thought that she was going insane. So like the follow up care, the fact that like you, you call after two weeks and like you, and if you say, Hey, this isn't normal. And like, they feel like, okay, I, I really need to know what's going on. Like I've never had this before in my life. And that can happen in, with any medication, absolutely. Like, you know, if you're not going to see the doctor for six months and the doctor's just going to go, Oh, you're just freaking out. Like. Oh honey, like pat on the head. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, get more sleep, manage your stress. But it's like, no, the medication was actually doing it. That wasn't the problem or that wasn't the right medication. So the constant follow-up, you know, again, it's that upfront investment that really pays off, you know, because yep. event you're going to get better, but that first piece of maintenance is so important. And that's what really sets a, a good doctor apart also is that, yeah. you know, that follow-up and that actual care, if they're not following up, even if they're a naturopathic doctor, like that follow-up care is so important. And some people, some doctors shy away from it because people get really upset at the cost. 
And I Mm -hmm. think that when patients understand the value and what they're going to be getting, it's a bang for their buck. Yep. Yep. And that's, you know, that's education on our part too, as naturopathic doctors is, is telling, you know, when I do my discovery call, okay, I let them know, here's typically how it goes. Here's what insurance might cover, but we are a cash practice, right? So that they have some kind of understanding so they can make a good decision about moving forward. And Yeah, it's all about setting expectations for folks, whether that's financial expectations, treatment expectations, people want to know what they're getting into. And it's our job to educate them. Yeah. And if they decide that they don't want to do that, then that's fine. But they're not making an they're not making an uneducated decision. Exactly. And that is absolutely huge. And that's, again, why I love you as a doctor, (laughs) because I think that piece is so important. And I it's so funny how it's just not standard. Yeah. Like it blows my mind. Isn't this like, this is how everybody should do it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, of course I love talking about food. It's my thing. Um, how important is what people eat to their health and recovery from chronic disease? Like, I don't even know how to answer this question is it is critical. What you eat is critical to your health. Like you cannot, you cannot discuss treating any type of chronic disease without first discuss discussing what you put in your mouth every single day. You know, if you think about it, let's say somebody's eating two meals a day, you know, for a year, like how many meals is that? How much food is that that you're putting in your mouth? And this is, this is one thing that really irks me is when conventional doctors will tell patients changing your diet won't help, right? It's one thing to say that you don't know what to do, that's fine. I admit where my, you know, where I falter and where I don't have enough education and then I refer out, but to say that nutrition won't or can't help is just beyond me. So food is literally a part of every single conversation with every single patient. I can't even imagine not talking about food with people. Food is what heals us or makes us sick. (laughs) Yes. Um, and of course I completely agree and I've seen it work firsthand and I have for nine yep. years. Um, and I think that, yeah, when I, re- I was at a wedding one time and there was a doctor there and he asked me what I did. And so I was telling him and he goes, I know food matters, but people won't do it. So I don't bother. And Ugh. I was so offended for Ugh. his patience. It's heartbreaking, but I found that that was the norm in, in yep. that. And it's, it is absolutely heartbreaking because you're taking power away from people. Like food absolutely does matter. And that, I mean, that's why I partner with naturopathic doctors because they're the only ones who value the, the, the piece that I bring. Um, and it's not always complicated, right. But sometimes people have complicated stuff going on or they just can't see it work. And when there's a team of two experts working together, it just makes the success. Cause what I always tell yep. people is food is the foundation. It's what's going to make your medication and your nutraceuticals and everything else work better. It's not yes. everything. It's not the end all be all, but when your food and nutrition is sound, then everything else just works better. Yes. I say that all the time. Yeah. Yes. Part of the foundation. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, now here's one thing I hear a lot from people is they say they feel like they're cheating on their regular doctor. <laughs> can a naturopathic doctor be on a person's medical team and what can that look like for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, of course, there's always, you know, 
times where maybe they're not as willing to work with us. They think we're quacks, you know, I'm used to, used to that, <laughs> but I tell my patients all the time, cause they'll ask me, right. Well, can I keep my primary care doctor? You know, I don't not like them, you know, but I'm just looking for extra help. hundred percent. My number one goal is that the patient gets educated. They feel empowered in their health and that they feel like they're well taken care of. And so if that's just me doing that, awesome. If that's me and a health coach doing that even better, if that's me, a health coach, a specialist, and you know, I don't know, a Reiki master, whatever it is, like, I don't care what it takes. It's whatever that person needs. And I'm not, you know, I can give you, I give a patient ideas about what I think they need, but it's ultimately who's going to help them get well. And that's all I care about. If the patient gets well, then we all win. So hundred percent, we can work with other practitioners. And so usually what that looks like especially let's say like on a primary care end is that, you know, if I run labs, I share them with the primary care and we ask that they do the same with us. I will talk to them about, okay, here's, you know, treatment plan changes that I want to make. Here's some things I'm going to recommend and I'll get that over to their primary care physician. Or I have a sheet that I share with the patient say, okay, when you go to your next primary care visit, take this with you. And that way we know we're all on the same page. And I frequently refer to specialists to get tests done that I can't do in my office or so that they can get something covered by insurance. I do all the time. I have Medicare patients. I'm like, you know, I, their labs will never be covered by naturopathic doctors, right? Commercial insurance will cover some of our basic labs, but Medicare won't, won't get near us for whatever reason. <laughs> so I'll tell them, establish with a Medicare primary care doctor, get, here's the labs, here's my wish list, right? Here are the labs I want to get done, see what they'll do, and then we'll take care of the rest. So absolutely, we can all work together. And that's really just keeping in mind the common goal, which is getting the patient well. I love that. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing your expertise. This has been so fun. I I just love talking about this and always have and doing it with you is always so fun. Um, How can people find you? What's your website? What's your IG handle? Like, let's let's get you connected. Yeah. So probably the best way is through Instagram. My handle on there is Dr. Stone AZ. So D-R-S-T-O-N-E-A-Z. You can find me on there. There's links in my, my um, Instagram bio to get to my website, but my website is just drstoneaz.com. So it's all Dr. Stone AZ. If you can type that in, you'll find me. And those are really the two best ways i think I still have a business Facebook page, but I never get on there. So probably not a great place to connect with me, but Instagram, you can connect me through my connect with me through my website. Um, we do have a waiting list right now for patients, but we're working our way through it. So if you're thinking about jumping in for care, just give us a call. My secretary, Vanessa will hook you up. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And, um, we are going to have you on again to talk about, um, Hashimoto's and what care looks like for that. Yes. Uh, so, um, be on the lookout for that. Um, but for now, again, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to connect again. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. 
If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.